welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science and spirituality are telling us that we are all connected, that we are all one. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is A Course of Love with Mari Perron. Mari is a student of A Course in Miracles, and she, is, she has dictated the book, um, has taken dictation. Uh, she's a scribe, <laughs> I say. I like the word scribe, of A Course of Love. Um, I have many new friends who are A Course in Miracles students. Many of my former guests have been inspired by A Course in Miracles. So many um, people have been telling me about this wonderful book, A Course of Love. So I invited Mari to come on and tell us all about the book. And welcome, Mari, to Awake to Oneness Radio. How are you, Mari? I'm good, Caroline. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's our honor to have you here with us today. Um, Can you please share with us? Share with us um, how this all came about for you, your your journey in um, being able to um, take dictation from Jesus (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and putting together these book, wonderful books for us. I'd love to do that. You know, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, people don't talk about age that much. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 61. And I've started to kind of see things newly, which I think is partially because of age. You know, it's not just, you know, divine knowing. It's human knowing, that human knowing of kind of looking back. And when I began to receive A Course of Love, it was so much bigger than anything I thought was ever going to be coming through me that at that time it just sort of blew everything else out of the water. I didn't really see the steps that led to it. It was like, oh my God, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know, and it's like this was um, presented to me as a new course in miracles. And the mm-hmm. course in miracles was something I had studied and it's revered around the world. And this all sort of came about because of a dream I had back in 1997 that told me I could no longer sell my mind for money. My mind belonged to God. And that was intriguing, you know, this idea that maybe I kind of translated it into there was some work that God might want me to do if I wasn't working at a job. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's 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 not always easy to leave a job, you know. And especially this job, I was working with two women who I just loved and who had opened my spiritual path to me. And this is kind of why I started in that way with talking about, you know, being my age and looking back because now I really can see that without the opening that came with these women, I don't know that I could have been open to a course of love. What Jesus calls me with a course of love is the receiver of it. I'm the first receiver, and other people are also going to be receivers. So we're all kind of in the same thing. I was just the first, and I'm the one that wrote it down. And so that openness was really crucial to me being able to do this. And it was one of my friends that I was working with and began my spiritual journey with who brought me the knowing that it was a new course in miracles that I would receive. So I'm going to tell you just real briefly a little bit about that situation that I was in before A Course of Love because I'd been raised a Catholic. I'd been a Catholic all my life. I was still practicing. I had no concept of other spiritual ways 
you know, really nothing to speak of until this time when my two friends at work got pregnant within days of each other and then my friend who is still my closest soulmate friend, Mary Love, lost her baby daughter, Grace. And it was that, it was her love and her grief that opened the three of us to the spiritual realm. It was just this very tender and deep exploration with no preconceived ideas. And I think that had so much to do with how influential this was to our lives, that we entered it without knowing what we were doing, kind of, you know, it was just, we were open and wanting to know those very deep answers that are about the mystery of life and death and humanity and divinity. And we were going about it in a very, very personal way, sharing every day at work. And so when this idea that I might be called to do something new came, I kind of looked at it with eagerness and a little bit with, geez, I don't think I really want to leave this job, these women, and face the financial repercussions and all of that. So it took me quite a while. It took me a while to um, decide that it really was a calling and to give my notice and to leave my job. And then it was eight months before I knew what it was going to be. And it was this friend, Mary Love, who gave me the information about what it would be because she dreamed it. She came over on her birthday November 25th, 1998, and told me that she'd had a dream of her own in which she'd seen a new Course in Miracles. And as soon as she said that, it was like all these pieces fell together in my inner being, and I knew that was what I was being called to do. And so just a few days later, on December 1st, I started to receive a Course of Love. And I'll say again, you know, this was something I was an avid lover of A Course in Miracles. But to think of doing a new Course in Miracles had never entered my mind until a few days beforehand when Mary shared that dream. I mean, who would think to do that? <laughs> you know, it's like, and and that's kind of the way revelation is. I think it surprises you. It's almost uh-huh. always something very new, you know. It's like it's not something you would have thought of. Right. And, and I, oh, oh, don't want to interrupt, but I, 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 a question pops in mind because um, mm-hmm. I, you shared you sharing the story about the the coworkers and and how, but you were raised Catholic, and um, that was really all you knew spiritually was your Catholic religion. When did you start studying uh, a course in miracles? It was after this experience with my friends. We all began to read, but we were reading different things, you know. I mean, that was part of the joy and uh, the wonder of it was, you know, like I read A Course in Miracles, and I actually bought it and gave it to the two of them. And Mary did read it, but it wasn't really resonating with her, and Julie didn't read it. Okay. (laughs) You know, but so each of us were pursuing what moved us. I see. And then sharing that with each other. Okay. Well, um, you did. I have no problem sharing my age. I am 54, <laughs> so I, I'll share that with you. Um, I was not raised Catholic, but went to Catholic school, so I am mm. familiar with the Catholic religion. Um, I when I say we never became, my parents sent us to Catholic school um, to get a better education. So this was in the 60s. I went to Catholic school. And um, Mm. you probably are not aware of it, but I did lose my only son two years ago. And my inspiration to do this show and also start a nonprofit foundation in his memory um, came from that experience. So I just wanted to share that with you. But, okay, now, you. No, I do know that, Caroline, and I would be... Very happy to talk about anything, including, you know, your feelings about that, because the I really feel that 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 joining that 
opened everything up for me came mm-hmm. because of that profound love and grief. And I and like I say, now looking back, you know, I don't know if anything mm-hmm. else would have come without that. And of mm-hmm. course we all you know, I've lost my dad now and um but there's something about that time. And, and to me what it is is it's a time that you know, you're not in charge. You're you're so aware that that it's not up to you, you know, that everything is sort of in this open field and and you are just held. It's like you're just held within it during times like that. Mhm. Yes. Yes. It's well it's it's true that um like you were saying in the beginning, um the how spirit works within each of us. It's so unique. And so beautiful mm-hmm. that that's why I love on the mm-hmm. show sharing that that with everyone, okay. you know, everyone, <laughs> all my guests coming on and sharing how spirit has worked and moved in their lives. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be um, one of the things I, I like to always remind my listeners, it's going to be uniquely different for each of us. I mean, we'll have similar experiences. We'll have similar yeah. experiences of loss. Um, and in truth, when you when you understand that we haven't really lost, because we we still spiritually are always connected. So what is I always say, what's real can never be lost. So yeah. um, I yeah. feel, even though my my son has made his transition, I feel closer to him now than when he was here mm-hmm. in the physical, because I know now mm-hmm. he's always with me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it yes, it's it's a, it's a it's a beautiful thing when you uh, I believe when when everybody awakens to the truth of who they are, which is not separate from God and not separate from each other, and we truly don't lose those that go over transition. It's eternal life. It's just a different transition. We can't see them in the physical anymore, um, but we're, they're still with us. So. I think it's and it was a beautiful experience you went through with the two ladies that you worked with. That was it was just really heartwarming to have that connection. It was, and it was heart opening. And you know, Mary actually um, <laughs> one of the early parts of of this um, for me opening to um, you know things I'd only had faith in before. That was my Catholicism. Right. I had faith, but I, you know, I hadn't had any experiences that were beyond faith. And I began to hear from an angel named Peace. And mm-hmm. after Mary's daughter died, she wanted me to ask Peace about her daughter to give her comfort about what had happened. And it was for me at that time. It was one of the most terrifying things that I ever did because she so needed this message and it made me like oh my god what if you know what if i'm really not hearing what if i'm hearing incorrectly what if you know all those things and yet this message was such a gift to her and after that she began to eventually hear from her daughter grace and so definitely there is that my journey also included that knowing of what is beyond form and that it can be in relationship with form. That loving relationship is always there. Absolutely. Wonderful. And you said the angel was named Peace? Peace yeah. was the name. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I've been so inspired lately um, of um, by Peace Pilgrim's story. I think mm-hmm. I'm reading her book right now. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. she, her friends put it together after her transition, but um, I am so inspired by Peace Pilgrim, and just to have an angel by the name of Peace is is beautiful. Yeah. So it tell really us more. Yeah. yeah, tell us more about how the the book came to you. Well, like I said, after uh, I after I knew what it was that mm-hmm. it was being asked. It happened really fast. I hadn't even really wrapped my mind around it yet, but I, you know, 
I, I thought, okay, you know. <laughs> and so I sat down at my computer on the morning that it began. And first I journaled a little bit, and I thought of that as sort of getting myself out of the way. And then I opened a new file, and it wasn't long at all when I heard the first words. And the first words were, this is a course in miracles. It is a required course. The time for you to take it is now. You are ready, and miracles are needed. And that just about blew me away. <laughs> I mean, first of all, because it was Jesus. And, you know, partially from my Catholic, you know, background, I fell to my knees. I mean, it was like stunning. It was just, um, you know, like the idea that something like this might come and then it's actual coming. The actual coming is so much more powerful. And then the other thing was that it began by saying this is a course in miracles. Because even while... You know, I had this idea. I I thought maybe it would be only obliquely connected. I didn't know, you know, that it started like that. Right. Um, it was kind of scary to me, truthfully. It was like I, because I revered A Course in Miracles so much, and so many people did, and I thought, wow. Um, but then at the final paragraph of the preface, which is where that um, opening was said, he says that we will call this a course of love. We're going to take a more direct approach by going to the heart. We're going to leave behind the abstract learning of the mind, and and we're going to come to the heart. And so that is really um, kind of how it began was um, with that very... When yeah. that was, what, what the date that it began... December 1st, 1998. Oh, okay. Mm, I know. It's a long time ago. (laughs) I I think about that now, too. Well, it feels like a long time. I was 43, you know, and I thought I was kind of old then. (laughs) 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 Now I think, geez, I was awfully young to be given such a big mission, you know. Uh Um, (laughs) But what I love most uh, about A Course of Love is that it speaks to the heart. There's this lovely um, short quote in it that says, all you need do is open the door through which love can enter. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we think we need to do so much more. <laughs> we need to fix yeah. ourselves or transform into something other than what we are. And, you know, love really puts that to rest. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've kind of had a mental thing going in our culture and, you know, I think everything that really is worth knowing comes from thinking, and that's all so masculine. But the heart's way is feminine and receptive and embracing and radiant, you know. And so I really love it that it's moved us in that direction and that we get asked point blank, what do you desire more? Well, what do we desire more than love, you know? Human love and divine love and self-love, you know, those are our keenest desires. So true, so true. Um, I say frequently on, on this program and, mm-hmm. and all the time that I try to always keep it very simple. And for mm-hmm. me, love is everything. You know, there is yeah. nothing. Love is God. God is love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And God is everything. So that means everything mm-hmm. is love. So I just keep it that mm-hmm. simple for me. And yeah. um that's how I share with others because I know we. I, I I actually came to my awakening to the truth of oneness through quantum physics. It was a quantum physics uh-huh. documentary, What the Bleep. And the thing is, I I love that science. A, a lot of uh, science is showing that we are literally all connected. And this is mm-hmm. not really even new. That new science. This is science uh, from almost 100 years ago. So this is, this, so it kind of, I get to the point, I'm wondering, why doesn't everybody know this by now? Because this is <laughs> science that has been discovered almost 100 years ago. Eon, for eons, spirituality has been teaching us this. So, um, but it, I, I say we can keep it simple, and you can make it as complicated, because science can get very complicated and very, yeah, seem very confusing. So it can be made very complicated, but it doesn't have to be. 
just bring it to the no. simple fact of love, no. that we are Absolutely. all love. We are all aspects, mm-hmm. unique aspects of love. And when you look upon another, just under, under you, you don't have to agree on everything. You don't have to think the same. You don't have to look the same. But understand that you're each unique aspects of love. And just from that simple core understanding of love. That's why I love the, the title is A Course of Love. It, to me, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, and it doesn't have to be complicated. But uh, so tell us, tell us more after now. How long did it take you to? Because I, I understand that it was three books, correct? Originally, yeah, yes, it was originally published in three separate volumes, and we've only mm-hmm. had the combined volume for a couple of years. Okay. But that's when it began to catch on, and you know, it's like. I think one of the things was people needed the wholeness of it. There was, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people were buying book one and not going on and that the real, um, you know, you kind of, it's like everything else. There's a wholeness to anything. And even, I mean, yes, love is simple. And here I've got this 700-page book now. You know? That's okay. <laughs> yeah. you know. But that's beautiful because it's a beautiful book to help point people to love. <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's so, um, one of the poignant things for me is to see how difficult it is for some people to um, let go a little bit of the mind. You know, it's that really we're, it's, um, as A Course of Love begins, Jesus is saying we're not going to bring it to the mind. That. And he gives a lot of credence to A Course in Miracles, which he says, threatened the ego. It loosened its hold on us. And so the ego, in Course in Miracles terms, and Course of Love terms, is that separate self. The self you think is separate from God. And that's kind of what creates everything that, that we see. That's the ego self that thinks it's separate and alone and not of love creates an illusion with its thinking and it creates an illusionary world and so we start right at the beginning of this book with not going to the thinking mind and with having this approach be of the heart an approach of the heart so it's and it's really hard for some people to make that transition from being in their heads to being in their heart and so everything as you said that can happen that can help us to do right. that because it's really the key to me is that opening of the heart. And once the heart opens, uh, one of the main themes, so, so there's actually three books. There's the course, the treatises, there's actually four of them, and then the dialogues, which has a 17-chapter narrative and then this incredible 40-day and night experience at the end. It's just awesome. And... Uh, the main theme of the first book is to unite mind and heart. And that's mm-hmm. called wholeheartedness. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that's, that's kind of the key, is to end that division that we have within ourselves. And what I am talking about a lot is, is trying to help people let go of the ego because mm-hmm. it's like there's this sort of um, ideal image people hold in their minds and that until they're perfect, they're still egoic. Mm-hmm. And so, true. so mm-hmm. it's wonderful that I have this course that also doesn't tell us to strive for an ideal. Because so the ideal is being who you are. You don't want to be anybody else. There's no one mm-hmm. ideal type of holy person. We were right. each created as unique manifestations of God, of the one, as you say. And mm-hmm. so it's Wonderful in that way. Uh, in that way, it is um, advancing a certain part of the population that really um, is kind of started out close, you know. So the, I think A Course in Miracles brought a lot of people really close, but it was so mindful. And it even says in A Course in Miracles that it can't take you beyond the ego. And then A Course of Love says, it kind of starts that way, taking you beyond the ego. 
So they really do work together. And so I'm really, I've been really pleased in the last couple of years that people are beginning to see that. And, you know, there isn't a big um, contingent of people who think it's um, really wrong, you know, that uh, this course came along and said it was a new course of miracles, you know. Well, I, I, um, I myself, I am not a student of the Course in Miracles. I, I did try. I think I first heard of the Course in Miracles in two thousand and nine, mm. and I did. I went to the library. I picked it up. I tried to read it, and I brought it right back. I, it did. In a sense, <laughs> I reson, I resonate with everything that's in it. I, and I know I, mm-hmm. I resonate with all that's in it because of all my dear new friends who are Course in yeah. Miracles students. So that's why sure. I say I know I resonate with it because I haven't read, it, read the book. It, it was a difficult read for me, and maybe because it was very, like you said, heady. So um, mm-hmm. I'm sure if I picked up A Course of Love first, I probably... I would have read that, you know, I would have not returned it right away to the library because it's dealing on the heart level. So, um, mm-hmm. but also I say it's with any book, it's what resonates, what, what something, mm-hmm. what, some books are easier to read for others and some pe- some books just resonate. I know one of my favorite books is The Power of Now. And when mm-hmm. I first bought when I first bought The Power of Now, it was before I had awakened to the truth of oneness. And I was trying to read it. I, I read the first chapter, and I put it down. I'm like, I'm just not understanding this. And I put it down. Uh-huh. But as soon, as soon as I was awakened to the truth of oneness, I picked it up again, and I couldn't, I could not. I couldn't put it down. I read it from cover to cover, and it is now one of my favorite books. So it's like I think I forget who said it, but when when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So um, I'm sure if I picked up uh, A Course in Miracles now, I, I have a different response to it than I had in 2009. Even though in 2009 I was awakened to the truth of oneness because I, I awoke to the truth of oneness in 2007 but it's still it's it's that's why we have all these wonderful books all these wonderful Mm -hmm. um material like a course a course in miracles a course of love Mm -hmm. um conversations with god there's so Mm -hmm. many wonderful books that point us to the truth of oneness to, to the truth of love so and i think that's great because there's so many you we're all unique and so we need exactly. <laughs> we need all these books and probably more, you know, because we need mm-hmm. books that got, that's something that's going to speak to everyone, every one of us, which is all one. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So, and and that what you're talking about with Eckhart, you know, and how it didn't get you the first time, and mm-hmm. it's like for me, it's like it has to touch me. Somehow mm-hmm. it has to touch me for me to get it. You know, and I think that's for me. I need the the words of love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I need, and I loved A Course in Miracles also because I could, and and maybe because I never went to a group. I just <laughs> I just picked it up and started reading it, and mm-hmm. Jesus was talking about our thinking, and it was like, oh my God, that's how I think, and mm-hmm. He knows me. You right. know, it was like I didn't pick it up certain that this was Jesus. It just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, later through this realization that if this book is popular all over the world, I'm not the only one <laughs> who thinks right. in this crazy way, you know. And right. um, and so, but I I do need to have my heart touched. I, I need that. And so the, and I really do like uh a person behind the teachings. The more I know about the person who is delivering the message, uh, mm-hmm. the better I feel about it. You know, so right. those are and and other people they don't. So I I totally agree with you. You, you know, everything is different. Right. But you know, right. I'm um, I'm preparing for a talk in Sedona, and I'm very new to this. I I'm not comfortable <laughs> yet with it, and. Uh, 
but I'm bringing this up because it's really interesting. I was kind of had my idea of what I wanted to talk about. So I was going through my own course, you know, to kind of look at the quotes that fit my theme. And after a while, it was like I just got so weary. And it was like it gave me a good way to actually explain or, you know, to, to clarify the heart's knowing because it was like I was breaking it down. When I was doing that with this, you know, finding these quotes, it was like I was was breaking it down into these parts, and I think that's what the mind does. And the heart, the real treasure of the heart is that it knows in wholeness. And I have experienced this ever since I received this course. I mean, one of the reasons I I really never wanted to go out and talk about it because I can't remember it. I can't remember it in any normal way. You know, it's like it didn't sink in at the level of the mind and of concept. But in my heart, in my soul, in my very being, I know it through and through. But right. to, you know, it, it's just a, it's a different way of knowing. And that's mm-hmm. what I really love about this, um, this course, is that it is about that. It's kind of a mystical way of knowing, really. It's that way of being able to hold the paradox and you know, enter the unknown and let what comes come. Yes. No more going out to get. You know, we've kind of had that thing where it's like we've got a bow and arrow and we aim our arrow at a target and we're going in that direction, come hell or high water, you know. <laughs> and and what I've found is you got to let it come, you know. So true. So true. I think Being that's separate. what I... I'm, yeah, I think that's what I really got with the, the power of now understanding that the now mm-hmm. moment is really all we need to be concerned with. You know, um, we, and I, and I realized when reading The Power of Now that I, I knew for me I was never in the now. You know, I was, I was always like uh, fretting over the past or, or, or dreaming of the future, you know. It was the now moment was escaping me, and the now moment, the um, you know, life in general w- was escaping me because life happens in the now, and so I was missing life um, by not being focused in the now, and understanding that all we need is right here and now. Um, we are perfect in this right now moment. And we don't have to do anything except understand who, you know, understand our connection to the divine, mm-hmm. to God, to our higher self, whatever word, whatever term, um, they all mean the same. But uh, that was very key to for me, for my peace of mind, is knowing that I just need to be right here, right now, and be thankful in this right now moment and know that I am perfect in this right now moment. I don't need to change. I don't need to do anything mm-hmm. right, but embrace the now. So those were two, mm-hmm. understanding oneness, that we're all connected, and understanding mm-hmm. that all there is is the now. Those two combined is what really uh, kind of elevated my um I would say spiritual growth. I, I, I define mm-hmm. l- lack of a better term because I I do understand that we're all equal in that sense. We're all unique, but we're all equal. Um, and what I believe does not have to resonate with anyone else. So <laughs> I always say that. Yes. You know, one thing I have found though is that. It, <laughs> I, it's to me, for me, love opened up my healing, and I think that this is is kind of the way too. That, um, and in this course, you know, Jesus actually tells us point blank, the ego is gone. You might not believe this, but if you've let this course into your heart, it's gone, and we're going to move on from here. And mm-hmm. even after this, even after this proclamation, you know, that the ego is gone, we're still talking about healing, you know. And so, you know, like for me, um, I was a single mom. 
And that really took me a long time to heal because I felt so powerless and so alone and I got kind of a poor self-image of myself. And so that, you know, stayed with me and stayed with me. And so I, I just want to add to this power of now that mm-hmm. there, do, there do come these moments when we have the power to, the power of love is strong enough that we can look at those things that hurt us and heal them and move on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think it means there's never anything that we have to look at from the past. But when we come to it from love instead of right. with our thinking, it's not, you know, it's not a long-term ordeal, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, for mm-hmm. me, I kind I see the connections of the past. Like um, you, you spoke about being um, 61, and I'm not much younger, 54. And just when I look at my life, I just see how everything was divinely timed um, at that. You know, yeah. during that time in my 20s and 30s. Um, I didn't feel like things were happening in divine timing. But now when I look back, <laughs> now, now when I look back, I see how all everything was happened exactly perfectly to bring me to this now moment. So yeah. um, that's kind of where I, you know, where I am with the, with the past. So I, I don't regret anything in the past. I actually, I got married very young. Got married at seventeen, and I Me had my too. children. Yes, and I think I heard that, and I listen. I always listen to my my upcoming guests, and I think I heard you say that in in one of yeah. your talks. Um, yes, I got married at seventeen, and I had my children. I had my daughter when I was nineteen. I had my son when I was. 24, 23, 24, something like that. And um, so I had my children. I was married eight years. Uh, It didn't last, and I ended up um, raising my children on my own. My son wasn't even two uh, when my husband and I separated. So it was, um, so, yeah, I definitely, you and I, we can relate to a lot of the same thing. But I also now I look back and I see how all of that was meant to be, and it was, uh, you know, everything happens in divine timing. We never feel like it's divine timing when we go when we're going through it, but when we look back and and we grow spiritually and understand who we truly are, which is an aspect of God, you know, when you know, so it's like. How can would would someone say to God, "Well, you made a mistake"? You, you know, you wouldn't tell God He made a mistake, but you are an aspect of God, and it's like yeah. you were saying, it's just our mind is creating this illusion that's not real. So it's no mm-hmm. mistake because it's not real, you know. <laughs> so when you un- yeah, so I I understand what you're saying, but yes, I I went through um, many of those uh, feelings of feeling very much alone and raising my children on my own, and it, I I went through a lot of those uh, times. Oh, cry the river, <laughs> you know, feeling yeah. alone, and yeah. and then I yeah. I now I under- I understand that feeling of loneliness is the mm-hmm. biggest deception because we're not we're never alone we are mm-hmm. we are the essence of who we are is love so mm-hmm. we we don't have to look for love outside of ourselves cuz the essence mm-hmm. of us is love and so mm-hmm. we're 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 in we're the embodiment of love and when you understand yeah. that, you 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 can't feel alone anymore, you know? So, I mean, even though there may not be anyone around us, right? I think we have, you and I have a lot in common. You have a, a grandson, and I have a grandson. Mm-hmm. I think around the same age, my grandson is six. He just spent his whole summer with his Mima. Mima. <laughs> so, that's and right. I, that's and, right. I'm, and I'm, the reason. Yeah. 
You're right, and the reason we're pre-recording this show is because Friday nights you spend with your your grandson. Yeah, yes, I do. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we do have a lot in Absolutely. common, which is wonderful. Yes. And you know what? Now I love this about myself, and I love it for a course of love too. That I'm not I'm not a teacher. I'm a very um, ordinary person. I'm a grandma. I'm a loving person. I'm a kind person, you know? And it's like, so when I go out to talk to people, really all I'm asked to be is who I am. I still get nervous. I admit that. But, you know, if I just go as who I am, but I like the idea of being able to be an example of somebody who's just living their life, but living their life in this realm of love. And I think it's kind of a... um an encouragement in a way because I, uh, one of the things Jesus says in this course is that it is humble and ordinary people like yourself who in their multitude will create a new world. And mm. so I think, you know, this idea that, you know, there is kind of an idea out there that you have to do a lot of spiritual practices and you, or meditate or you have to do this, or you have to do that, you have to teach, you have to learn. And this really simplifies everything to to being loving and mm-hmm. knowing that you are loved, as you've been saying. So anyway, I'm kind of glad that I can represent myself as an ordinary person who has had the extraordinary come into my life and that we can all find it right in our ordinary lives. That is you know? so true. That is so true um, because like what you're saying is, is – so true because I feel that all I always say I'm not a teacher. Um, I believe we're all we can all teach and learn from each other. So we're all teachers and students in one. We we embody the aspect of teaching and we embody the aspect of learning from another in one. But I always say I'm not a teacher. I'm not a preacher. I always say um, if what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you it's mm-hmm. fine i'm just sharing what resonates with me i'm just sharing my journey um and i love through this podcast i can meet others like you and just in this short conversation we've discovered so much that we we have in common and it's just mm-hmm. it's just meeting others like you and inviting them onto the show and sharing with the world and i love the you know the fact that from a podcast that can go globally and can touch the world, we can share this conversation with the world. And you're, it's so true about just being yourself, just being mm-hmm. love. I love the term love in action. Just being yourself yeah. and being love in action. And yeah. through this show, I've met so many that I yeah I just stay close with. Um, that just doing the same thing, and it's not about um, you know being a guru or you know uh, having mm-hmm. people put you on a pedestal because it's, right. it's not about any of that because we're all equal, we're all the same, you know we we mm-hmm. we just have we're we're unique aspects of God, we're divine mm-hmm. light shining, and what God wants us to do. Is just shine our light and be you, and no one else can be you. You know, we all have that unique aspect of God. You know, absolutely, so it, it, it's wonderful. Truly, is. How old is your grandson? He's nine. Nine. Okay. And I have one almost bit. three. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, the nine-year-old okay. is the one who lived with me for a time and. So still okay. comes over once a week. I have to have my time with them. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Um, okay. One of the yeah. when I was done receiving a course of love, and I think mm-hmm. it's so funny because um, <laughs> there's this part in the in the course where Jesus says, you know, I am revealing to you the key to, you know, the abundance of you know, everything, and you want to know the details, how, what, when, where, you know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and when I was done with the course, I asked Jesus, okay, what am I to do now? And I wanted 
him to tell me a who, what, when, where answer. You know, it's like I wanted to know <laughs> what to do next. You know, and he ego. said, oh. yeah. uh-huh. and well, it's our humanity anyway. And mm-hmm. um, he said, be a companion to those willing to leave hell behind. Mm. And I was. It took me a long time to feel into that. That it was. But what I finally, I mean, the companion part actually didn't bother me at all. Right. That, and it still suits me. It's like, that's a good word. Because companions, we walk beside each other. You know, yeah. we're vulnerable. We have, we're open to each other. Nobody's higher, nobody's lower. Um, but the hell part, until I realized that, you know, for me, well, the way I identified it was hell is the ego. You know, ego creates the hell. So it's people who are willing to leave that behind. That's who I'm to companion. And and then it kind of made sense to me. But I've found that everything, all the messages that I've gotten from Jesus, both <laughs> at least that are more personally to me, they're never do this, do that. And who wants that anyway? Really, when it comes right down to it, you know, you you are called to go out to kind of meet your mission or meet your destiny or or meet that vocation that's given to you. And so if you had, you know, a very specific answer, you wouldn't have to do that part that's yours. That's going out in your own way to do it in a way that suits who you are in your humanity and divinity combined, you know? So true. That is so true. Yes, and I always say, too, is to follow the heart. You know, your your passion, your mission, your your purpose here, why we came, why each person came, it's in their heart. And if they really mm-hmm. just tap into their heart and do what you love, find, you know, follow your passion, that will bring you yeah. exactly where you're supposed to be. And like you were saying with... Um, when you were writing uh, writing the book, and um, you got the you had a dream, and you got the notion that you should leave your job, and you loved your job, and and uh, that can be scary. But we know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, everything I've done, like, it has led me. I've never planned. I did not plan this life <laughs> that I'm living right now. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't planned. It just it, but everything um, that came before was leading me exactly right here. So um, mm-hmm. I understand that, uh, you know, sometimes I say to people that say, well, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know. I was like, well, just sit quietly for a minute. Then kind of the mind can sometimes run amok, <laughs> you know. Try to quiet the mind and just <laughs> tune into your heart because it's right there. It's inside your heart, and it's trying to, to get out. <laughs> you know, it's trying to mm-hmm. whatever because your soul, and you know, you know when you're following your mission because you feel a sense of joy because your soul yeah. is singing. You know, you're, 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 you're just overwhelmed. And every time I do this show, I feel that. You know, I feel overwhelmed with joy and just mm-hmm. I'm like on a high, <laughs> a natural mm-hmm. high, <laughs> you know. So I, I know that doing this show is part of what um, is my calling to do because it gives me such joy and then such joy to share and to meet so many, and, and I'll never run out of guests because there's so many <laughs> I'm meeting every week, every day. I'm meeting new people that are doing the same thing, following their passion, um, sharing their their joy, and being loved in action. And that's what's so wonderful. And actually, um, um, this year, last year, like I've been doing this show now for a year and a half. And this year, it's been mostly spiritual um, guests. So I, I always say at the beginning of my show that not just spirituality, but also science is telling us that we're all one, the, the truth mm-hmm. of oneness. 
Um, so the the end of this, this fall going into the winter months, I, I intend to have several more science, scientists on the show. Like last year I had a, a mixture of spiritual guests and science, and so now I'm starting to line up new scientists, <laughs> which is wonderful because, again, I, I can never run out of guests. There's so many people mm-hmm. in both spirituality and science and just lay people. I've had comedians and artists and all, people mm-hmm. of all walks of life, and it it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It really No in the way to express things, is there? And, yeah, the scientists, the confirmation, you know, like my friend whose um, daughter died, she went on to really explore, you know, life after death, and mm-hmm. there's so much now being revealed about that. It's <clears throat> it's not crazy woo-woo stuff anymore. You know, PhD exactly. scientists are are exploring this realm and saying it's real, and yes. that is, it's not necessarily mainstream yet, but it's we're we're on our way, <laughs> you know. Yes. And I wanted to share with you, too, this, you know, interviewing that you do, um, A Course of Love Ends in Dialogue. And I love that. It's like put the books away and go live it and be in dialogue as who you are. Share who you are. Bring as many expressions of love to the world as you are here to bring. You know, this is kind of what we're hearing at the end of it. And we're to gather in dialogue. So, this whole idea of studying and learning kind of gets put behind us and we move into sharing and union and relationship and sharing by coming to voice and being in dialogue. And, of course, uh, you know, dial- it's also said creation is a dialogue. So mm-hmm. it's not only about voice, but I also love doing one-on-one dialogue. So I call them dialogues, not interviews, but I've been doing those as mm-hmm. well, mainly with people who've read A Course of Love to mm-hmm. hear their story and what it means to them and how they live it. And I absolutely love doing them. And I said that to a friend who said, well, why don't you just do that then? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Could I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so yeah, there's... That's amazing. Yeah, because I, I, I've said to, um, I always say I don't do interviews. I, I never have a list of questions. My only question mm-hmm. is for my guests to share, and <laughs> and you know share their journey, share their story, and from there we have an organic dialogue in the moment. So I, I don't do. I've had to, because um, I've had, you know. I have um, my show on YouTube and Facebook and, you know, all the social media, and I've had a couple of people because a lot of people are, are used to radio shows, have, you know, the host interviewing the guests. And I've had a couple of comments, well, yeah, that wasn't really an interview. And then I was like, I was like yeah, I don't do interviews. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> some people called my dialogues interviews, and I said, "No, they're not interviews." <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I like the term fireside chat, especially because I'm in the Poconos, and in the winter time, I'll have a nice fire going. <laughs> but a uh, nice fireside chat, and I feel um, with all of my guests, I just feel this overwhelming connection of love, and 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 so grateful. When you know, because some of my guests are very well known, and and some are not so well known. But to me, they're it's all it's it's just all wonderful. It's all that beautiful sharing, and uh, like you were saying, dialogue. I also have a book club once a month. Now, the interesting mm-hmm. thing of of the book club, we decided at the first meeting not to study any one book because <laughs> there's so many wonderful <laughs> there's so many wonderful spiritual books so what we do we do monthly we pick a topic you know and i think this this month's topic which is saturday is going to be unity um uh, so we pick a, unity or oneness i forget which one i think it's unity uh, but we pick a topic 
every month as a group. We say, okay, next month, what will our topic be? And so then we come together, and for two hours we discuss that topic. So because we feel there's so many wonderful books, and so instead of having, you know, focusing on one book, let's just share, you know. That's a fabulous idea. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah, so I really, really do love doing that because I get to, that's kind of my one-on-one face-to-face, you know, because I'm on the computer all the time and I'm interacting Mm -hmm. with uh, listeners and guests, um, but it's wonderful to have that face-to-face contact at least once a month. (laughs) Yeah, so you don't ever do yours in person, your interview, your dialogues. <laughs> right. My, my, my fireside chats. Um, your fireside no, I, I, I've not, actually, I've been invited to do um, a show in by one of my listeners. I've been invited uh-huh. to come to Maryland um, and do a show um, in person. So that, that could be coming up. So that could be coming up in my future. Yes. Yes, yes. Now, you said earlier you were going to be in Sedona. Please tell our listeners about that. Yes. Gosh, um, I'm at the Unity of Sedona, but I was going to tell you I'm going to be in Philadelphia. That's where you are, right? I'm actually, no, I'm in the Poconos. I'm two hours north of Philadelphia, um, but I'd love, hey, Philly, hey, that's close <laughs> enough wind. <laughs> when are you going to be in Philadelphia? Philly, I call it. <laughs> um, in uh, February. February, it, awesome. Um, I'm going to be at the Center for Contemporary Mysticism, and um, so that'll be a short thing, and then I'll have an all-day course of love thing while I'm there. So anyway, just keep that in mind, just in case. Oh, definitely. Um, That's going on my yes, calendar. I should say, um, Sedona is next, and it is October 21st at Unity of Sedona, and I'm really looking forward to that. I've never been there, and uh-huh. I have heard it's a wonderful um, spiritual community there. Wow. So I'm looking yeah, forward well, to sharing. Sedona yeah. I hear wonderful things about I've never been, but I hear wonderful things are going on in Sedona. And this that that week of October first mm-hmm. is, is an amazing week. Have you heard of Global Oneness Day? Well that Global Oneness Day is October twenty fourth. It's Monday mm-hmm. this year. It's actually mm-hmm. this this year is the seventh annual Global Oneness Day. Okay. You'll be, you I'll still be listen. there on the 24th. Mm-hmm. You can listen. It's an all-day telesummit uh, with some wonderful oh. speakers. Um, there is uh, Deepop. He's the honorary chair. Um, Panasha Sai, Reverend Michael Beckwith, um, many um, scientists. We were talking about there's a science panel with uh, Greg Braden. I mean, the, the list oh. is... Endless. It's a twelve-hour. Yeah. It's a. It's a twelve-hour. I have heard about it. Yeah. yeah. And this year is the seventh annual Global Oneness Day. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. I would like to be in Colorado for that week. Um, not sure uh-huh. if I'll make it, but but you'll be in Sedona, and that's an amazing place to be for that <laughs> that week. I think a, a lot of good stuff is going on that week, so that's so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So share with our <sighs> listeners. Share with our listeners again where where you will be in Sedona on the twenty first. Uh, Sedona Unity Church. Okay. And Sedona I don't Unity. really know the address, but I'm going to give you that's my website. Okay. <laughs> w- yeah. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then very simple, a course of com, And there is an event page that has all the information about that event. And um, yes, yes. I know we're coming to the close of our time. This went yes. fast. Hey, I always said, don't worry, it's my show. So we, <laughs> we could go, we, we go a few minutes over. It is okay. It's okay. But, yes, A Course of Love. So I'm looking right at your website now, and it's a com, and you have an mm-hmm. event page 
where people can find you and also find mm-hmm. your book. And um, that is amazing. So I know you say you are new to um, speaking, traveling and speaking, but you have a mm-hmm. pretty full schedule coming up. And I definitely, do you do you know what day in February? Because I will definitely come and meet you because I love meeting my guests face-to-face. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. I think it's the 25th. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'm not I'll very good with details, but it's, it, that it might okay. not be on me yet. But anyway, it, okay. if you, I will let you know. I will be sure that you're yeah. on the mailing list for me. How's that? Thank you. Thank you, because I'll definitely drive mm-hmm. down to Philadelphia and uh, love, love, love. Thank you so much, Mari. I so appreciate your time and you sh- you sharing with our listeners uh, the wonderful thing about podcasts is well this this particular podcast is is being pre-recorded meaning we didn't have any live listeners <laughs> but uh, the wonderful thing <laughs> the wonderful thing mm-hmm. about it is that with a podcast that it is global and people all over the world can listen in on our conversation on our dialogue <laughs> on our dialogue it is the wave of the future isn't it yes. that you can yes. reach so many this way Yes. Yeah, and I do have yes. readers around the world, so yes. this is a great has, thing. I'm really appreciative. A course, mm-hmm. a, a course of love, has it been um, translated into other languages? It has. Um, it is. It was in the past um, just the first book, but now a French translation is coming out, and mm-hmm. there is work on Spanish and mm-hmm. Norwegian and Swedish. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anything important. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, well, uh, my, I was just yes, many, many answer translations. the question. It, it, is, it is translated in a few other languages, and it's being translated into more, which is wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you That's so really much, Maura. I so appreciate this, and we we are going to definitely stay in contact via email, and hopefully we get to meet each other face to face, so I can give you a big hug in February. Mm-hmm. I would love that. <laughs> and that so can amazing. I um, can I end with a a quote from the book? Would that Please. be okay? Please, okay. yes. Good. <clears throat> this is actually from the introduction. It's one of my favorite sort of short passages to read. Okay, here goes. The mind cannot hold open the doors of the heart, and yet we turn within. Turn to the mind and show it where its openness lies, where sweetness abides, where love's knowing is found. All the mind can do is rearrange reality and hold it still and captive and rule-bound. The laws of love are not laws such as these. The laws of love are not rules, facts, or right answers. The laws of love bring spiritual freedom, the freedom that lies beyond belief, beyond thought, beyond adherence to any authority other than one's own heart. The heart is needed to guide the mind in a way that it does not desire to be guided, a way that is one of joining, a way that does not allow the mind separate stand, its rules, or its right answers. The heart is needed because it is who and where you are and responds in love to what is one with it. We are one heart. We are one mind. The route to oneness and union to life in form that accepts oneness and union, to a humanity restored to wholeness, is through the heart of the mind. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much, Mari, for reading that. That is so beautiful. It really is. When, one of the things when you were reading, um, it, it was saying rearranging, um, and it made me that uh, made me think about. I say I like to use the term. Sometimes we just are rearranging the the chairs 
on the Titanic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. when we're we're trying to to fix stuff in the the illusion, and we're just rearranging mm-hmm. the chairs on the Titanic. The ship is still <laughs> sinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we do. That's what we do in this illusion. Yeah. A lot of times, we're just rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Yes, and it it comes so much. It's it, everything I've studied and read and. It, it 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 has different language, whether it be spiritual or scientific. It it all t- comes to that unity, to that oneness, to love. It mm-hmm. all boils down to that. So it's so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful weekend, and have a great time with your grandson this weekend. Oh, I will. I will. Thank you so much, and I. Look forward to seeing you again, Caroline. Yes, we or will definitely see you for the first time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We will definitely keep in touch. Um, okay. Thank you so much. And if you're ever in the Poconos, the Poconos is we're in the mountains, about we're two hours north of Philadelphia. So if you're ever mm. in the Poconos, look me up. <laughs> okay. okay. I Alrighty, thank you so much. You have a great evening. Well, actually, it's daytime, but I'm so used to doing this at night. <laughs> but you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you. God Carolyn. bless. Okay. God bless you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.